In this episode, we interview John Hay from the Queensland Farmers Federation. We'll get official. Um, thank you sure. very much, Johnny. Uh, welcome to the Reach Your Potential Now podcast. Um, good to reconnect. It's been it's been a long time. Um, yeah, it's, tell us about yourself, mate. Johnny Hay, we've got with him today. Um, yeah, tell us about your story, what you're doing, um, and then, yeah, we'll unpack it from there. Yeah, no worries, mate. Uh, look, um, I'm a little bit of a diversified background. Uh, I started off as an electrician. Uh, qualified Sparky these days. Um, at the moment, I'm working for the Queensland Farmers Federation and we're doing emission reductions and resilience for farms, you know, through droughts, trying to reduce costs. I also have a bit of a side business as well, sustainable horticulture. Yep. Um, that's aimed at resilience and, uh, you know, just networking sort of communities and you know, increasing food resilience throughout the community, which, yeah, there is a bit of an issue that we're seeing at the moment um, in terms of food supply. So, you know, that, that's it's a bit of my background. Um, yeah, so it's aimed at a bit of climate resilience. Um, and, and at the moment, I'm just trying to get this sort of stuff online. So, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, hey? And obviously, Australia, we've experienced a fair bit in the last, you know, three to four, five months. You know, we had bushfires initially, we went into a drought, we've gone through floods, and now we've got, you know, the COVID virus, the pandemic Definitely. spreading around the world. So it's crazy. And yeah, we're really keen to sh yeah, get to you for sh to share, you know, what's happening in your realm and where do you see, you know, the food supply? Because, you know, a lot of people are going to Woolies and trying to stock up yep. or Coles or Aldi or one of those other um, IGAs just to stock up because there's so much uncertainty. So yeah, is, is there a good supply of food coming forth? Uh, yes, the, uh, you know, the, the producers on the farms, you know, they're business as usual. So um, there is plenty of food around. Um, in terms of the labour shortage as a result, that could be a bit of an issue. You know, trying to get that food from the farm to the stores is, is more of an issue now. So we're seeing, uh, you know, you know, farmers tightening up in, in the labour area there and, and, you know, not, I guess, not being able to um, get that food into the stores. So where I come in with my uh, sustainable horticulture is trying to, you know, make it easier for people to begin growing food at home because we're seeing a massive push with that at the moment. Bunnings is selling out of seedlings. You can't, you can barely buy any fruit trees. So, you know, just becoming a little bit more resilient at home by growing your own food is, is another step, you know, away from that Woolworth supply chain. You know, we're always going to need the farmers to supply you know, the majority of our food, but if we can supplement that with, you know, things we can do at home ourselves, we're going to be a lot more resilient in that area. Definitely. It's essentially the old pivot, like businesses are having to pivot because the ways of working previously um, in the current times aren't working. So we've had to be, yeah, innovative in our actions and our approach and obviously have that resilience and look at different ways to, uh, yeah, essentially finance meet. So. Sure. Yeah. And look, we have to do that in all areas of life, um, be that with education, as I'm sure you're aware. Definitely. We have to be multi-skilled in a lot of areas because, you know, what we're seeing now is people have to educate their children at home. So you have to have that understanding of, you know, multi-skilling yourself to be able to provide those areas of expertise to not only our children but the community. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And, and the work you do at QFF, mate, um, you want to share a bit about that? 
Yeah, sure. Um, we're doing a little uh, project for the Queensland government. It's uh, it's based around um, energy reduction on farms. It it is aimed at uh, reducing costs, but you know there's a secondary um, benefit there of reducing carbon emissions. So as we know, um, well, I'm not sure if people believe in climate change or not. That's up to them. But yep. Um, it is definitely happening from my point of view. Um, I'm doing my science degree, so I get to um, see a lot of this stuff through my studies of what's actually going on. Um, so, yeah, we're trying to, you know, it's a multi-pronged approach. The farmers see it as cost reductions because they're running a business. Um, I also see it as um, emissions reductions. So um i've also just started taking up a little bit of interest in the land restoration workshops that's aimed at carbon sequestration um throughout the land queensland is well poised to be a leader in carbon sequestration we've got a massive land space with low amounts of carbon in the soil so we have that ability to you know store carbon as well so in light of the current coronavirus um you know which has happened pretty much instantaneously. Climate change for me is going to be the next issue for us moving forward. Yep. It's it's going to be uh, a longer drawn out process, but I guess we're going to see the same sort of um, implications as what we're seeing at the moment is we need to build that resilience. So um, yeah, QFF is yeah, it's a good outlet and uh, I'll get to travel across Queensland and visit a few farms so it is it is pretty good yeah nice is that through your studies at, at uni or that's just a, a line of employment at the moment uh that's um through my studies at uni so um in, as we were talking before with that multi-skilling approach I've always had that belief of um investing in myself Great. and that's through education so I was lucky enough to sort of see what was going on and I decided to take up some studies and as we know we have to eat so it's an essential service Definitely. there's always going to be work as as an electrician because we need energy and we're, there's always going to be work in the farming industry because we have to eat so the uni um, gave me that foot in the door to be able to work for QFF which is um, I haven't looked back really which is great yeah, and that's awesome. And and yeah, I'm also I'm an educator by trade, and I'm a massive believer in lifelong learning. And yeah, we're still learning, and you know, until the day we die, you know, it's essentially yeah, you know, you go through four years of study, you go through twelve years of high school, uh, or, yeah, and, and primary school collectively. And yeah, we're always yeah. still learning, even in our adult life. It's you know, you move into a role, no matter what it is, uh, you know, you don't know that role back to front. You're always learning, you know, things are changing. We need to be, as you mentioned there, you know, be innovative in our approach. We need to be flexible. We need to be adaptable. We need to pivot when we need to pivot. And, and that's okay to pivot as well. And I think in yeah. terms of, I had a conversation with um, a colleague of mine who works at Job Skills Queensland the other day and he spoke around, um, yeah, the, the you know, we need to look for jobs but also you need to be flexible in the fact that your skill set might be translatable across a range of different fields versus, you know, the old traditional, um, you know, the job that you were essentially looking for. So it's great to hear that, yeah, you've been continuing up skill and how old are you now, yeah. mate, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, look, 38, buddy. Uh, 38. There's a few greys coming looking. on but... Uh, Man, yeah, I'm looking no. a bit. I'm looking a bit rackety more than what you are. I'm only 29. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, that, that's great to hear that you know you're still learning and you're going back to uni and you've been at uni and just looking to 
yeah, transition into another career based on your, you know, your baseline knowledge and understanding it. And that's awesome to see. And yeah, mate, yeah, I, I'm a massive, as I said before, it's, I'm a massive advocate in the fact that we need to be upskilling ourselves and there's no better time. Like we're at home. Uh, the challenge is to, yeah, disconnect from devices, Netflix, Stan, you know, KO, yeah. Disney Plus, what we should be yeah. really pivoting into um, learning, online learning. It could be simply by just diving into a stack of research, you know, Google Scholar. You've also got obviously YouTube is a great educational tool, but also looking yep. at the benefits, the educational benefits of connecting with people through LinkedIn, the power of Facebook. And I see social channels and I try to steer away from social media because it's just got that negative connotation. I call them social marketplaces because essentially that is what yep. they are. You can sell a product, yep. you can connect with people, and you can also gain some information and valuable advice um, on how to handle life. And I suppose that's the, that's the point of what I'm trying to set up with Ripen, um, which stands for Reach Your Potential Now and the ability to connect with people and share learned experiences. And, you know, we've both lived a life. We've had, we've had our highs, we've had our lows. Uh, you know, we've educated ourselves um, and we've got to a point where we've both set up our lives pretty well. Uh, and I think, yeah, a lot of kids, and this is where my background in teaching, I spent six years in the classroom and I saw kids graduate and I saw I saw generations of kids just go through the system and I was teaching brothers, sisters, and they were just essentially still at home, uneducated. I was teaching at a low socio school and I just realised that we need to break the cycle somewhere. You know, sometimes yeah. it stem, stems from the parents as well. Um, you know, limited education. Um, sometimes they drop out of year 10 and so forth. So, part, yeah, part of Ripen is just sharing experiences, encouraging that, that lifelong learning, getting out there, being, a, being not afraid to make mistakes too. Like I've made so many mistakes along my life, but every mistake is a learning opportunity. Uh, and I, I try and live my life through the comment, if you don't win, you learn. Um, I think Michael Jordan says that or someone quite famous. Quite nice. nothing wrong there. Um, I think it's a really powerful tool. Um, yeah, if you don't win, you learn. Uh, and, the, and that's in life. You move forward, you, yeah. You, you get dismissed playing cricket. That's where we our connection is through cricket. You know, you might make a bad decision. Plenty you of that, a, mate. You get a duck one week and, you, you know, you apply yeah. yourself and, you know, that ball you might have played at, you're letting go and you score 100 the next week because, you've you know, you've made that pivot yeah. or you made that shift. Um, or you know, as a bowler, you've made that adjustment to you know cater for that swing with the new with the new ball, for example. So, yeah. Look, I'm not going to lie, mate. Um, I've been through that um, situation there where you know I, I dropped out of school early, and yep. you know, as you say, um, a lot of it is learned from our parents. So yep. you know, there's you know there is we have to try and you know make changes in ourselves to to move forward. So. Um, yeah, it's taken me quite a while. Sometimes we still have to figure out what we want to do in life and sometimes we, we don't find that till later in life. But, you know, if we keep searching, then most of the time we, we can find it. So, yeah. And, and there's so much information out there. We, we're, we're fortunate. We've got a device. I've got my phone here which sits no further than probably two to three metres throughout the entire 24 hours in a day. You know, you're checking it all the time. You know, we need to be pivoting and shifting our attention away from, you know, scrolling through the feeds just to get satisfaction that you've got someone's liked your post or something like that. Why not reinvest that wasted time into self-learning, lifelong learning, upskilling yourself? And that essentially then allows you to buy those goods that, you you know, you're chasing the cars, you know, the, the latest iPhone, the latest, you know, Apple Mac or whatever you whatever you're chasing, you know, with an income behind you, you can then go out and purchase that. But 
Uh, I think you've got to have a good baseline initially. We do, and we have to also be careful that we don't keep trying to go down that path of trying to find too much and trying to buy too much. So we, we also want to have that balance in life of exercise and recreation. And as you know, with your newborn, then you have to have that you know, that connection there as well. So, you know, you know, it is definitely easy to also fall down the, the path of trying to learn too much. So, you know, we, we do have to strike that balance there. Yeah, that's probably a good point. You know, yeah, you, you can go down a rabbit 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 hole sure. and get stuck. And I think, yeah, I think I've mentioned before, you sometimes just got to dive in, be willing to make mistakes because that's where you learn. And that's a lot of, you know, yeah. through the podcast, this is probably episode number four or five in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, every time I put an edit together, you know, I've learned, I've learned something different each and every time. You know, you, you've got to realize that you're probably going to be a raw product initially, but over, you know, you do this a hundred times, you know, you look at the start, you look at the finish and what, what you've grown and learned along that way without, yeah. you know, it, it's immense versus someone who goes, oh, it's too hard or you have one go at it and think, oh, no, I can't do this, you know, and you give up, throw the towel in. Uh, whereas you, you just got to get over that hump, you get over that peak and then, you know, essentially opportunities open up. And these webinars are a classic example, mate, of people engaging with um, the technology. Like it's not easy to do webinars or podcasts or anything of that that sort. You know, like it is difficult, that initial hurdle to get over it, you know, is quite hard. And like I was never one for um, public speaking or webinars or anything myself, but because of what's happened, I've basically, I have to do it now. It's it's yep. part of my my role. If, if if I can't do it, then you know I'm effectively unemployed. So, yeah. And, and do, do you care to elaborate on that and what you've done with your business to put your business online? Do you want to go into a bit of detail there? Look, sustainable horticulture is definitely um, it's been a long um, you know progress. It's it's taken me a while to sort of even you know, get it to where it is at the moment. So it's definitely been a lot of work to try and get it to where it is. Um, yep. I think moving forward, it's going to gain a fair bit of traction, but I have to use a lot of marketing tools. You know, I have to increase that sort of, of that um, that aspect um, to, you know, move the business even further. And that takes time. So, you know, it is difficult. Um, but, you know, starting, starting now, like, you know, in five years' time, might have a product that's that's you know of some value. So you have to put in the groundwork early for it to, to be successful. Um, so hopefully, moving forward um, with the skills that I've learned from uni and webinars, etc., I can move that side of my life forward, the sustainable horticulture forward. Um, work it's a given, so I have to I do it anyway. But yeah, in order to make my business successful, then. I'll adopt the practices that I learn here in into the business. Absolutely, and we spoke about yeah transferable skill sets. Uh, I think a lot of these uh, in my world we talk about twenty first century skills, digital literacy, communication, um, personal and social skills, collaboration. I think a lot of those are only enhanced through technology and I think, as I said before, there's such a great opportunity to connect with people and we've even spoken with my colleagues around because uh, in my in my day-to-day job at Binnacle Training, we uh, part of my role as a program manager and I, I work with um, 80 schools from essentially Bundaberg through to Ipswich and 
um, with the stack of schools on the Sunshine Coast and, and Brisbane North area. And and a lot of that is time. You know, I've got one office in Ipswich, one office at Clayfield. Um, you know, you could spend three hours in a car for an hour meeting. And I think it's just, yeah, put, this has put me in the front of, in the mindset that well, I could potentially jump on here. I could do a screen share with a colleague, talk about the exactly yep. the same content, save myself essentially two and a half hours of round trip travel and, yeah, assign that extra two and a half hours that I've won into other areas. So it's only going to make efficiencies and processes and systems within a business more effective. My, yeah. my, my thing is, you know, will that li- reduce the amount of travel that pe- businesses are doing interstate, internationally? Will they spend, you know, thousands to millions of dollars in travel? Why, not, why can't we simply set up a couple of cameras like this? You can have up to like 30 to 100 people in a Zoom conversation. Obviously, a business Definitely. meeting wouldn't be effective, but you have three or four. You know, you don't have to be sitting on the table. You can be talking about it. You can be discussing. You can be yeah, broadcasting, um, you know, screen shares and those types of things and then come up with a decision and save yourself X amount of dollars. I think it's only going to put, yeah, businesses in a different mindset moving forward. Yeah, it's an economic decision, isn't it, really? So we're going to save, you know, and there are flow-on effects to that though. Like, so if we're removing travel from the equation, then there's flow-on effects for other business. So those businesses have to adapt um, to, to the changes as well. So, you know, businesses will adapt, I guess. Oh, they have to. Otherwise, they sink and won't be surviving. And another industry that we I've been taking particular um, interest in, obviously, and that's an area that we work within is in the fitness industry and there. You know, you can see the businesses there have had to pivot very quickly onto online, you know, online training and um, nutrition planning and diet planning. And, yeah, it's saturated, I suppose. And and that's where, you know, those Instagram influencers were really high. You know, you get the Kayla Itzies and Itzies and those types of people who are doing really well. And it's it's just, yeah, they're they're having to probably, you know, upskill and come up with a better product because there's so many more people now into that market. Um, but yep. also businesses have to do that to potentially be able to survive. And I know some businesses are even leasing equipment, you know, to people that basically they're still recouping some some money from a client, um, you know, but they're essentially the client's now training at home, but they're still trying to connect through these types of channels, Zoom, you know, you've got Google Hangouts, yep. so you've got other different variations, Skype, um, and they're delivering a, a, a normal session but using the facilities that they've leased from the gym in their, in their own um, home environment. So it's... It's just, yeah, forcing businesses to, yeah, really... Think outside the square. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then essentially if you're not, then potentially, you know, you'll be looking at essentially closing doors and, you know, looking to lean on the government for, you know, financial support and relief. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, another good quote here, Winston Churchill, uh, never let a crisis go go to waste. I think there's so many opportunities on the other side of this. You know, what does the world look like? I don't know. I'm trying to anticipate it from a, my own personal financial investment perspective. Um, won't get into, too, into that too much. But, yeah, I think there's so many opportunities. You know, you look at the stock market, the Australian market, you look at the US market, you know, you, the, the stock market's starting to bounce back up. Um, certain stocks and you look at some of the tech stocks, you know, you've know, you got your Apples, your Amazon. A lot of people are now purchasing online, um, you know, through e-commerce stores, you know, is the old going to a shop, um, shop front, are they going to exist? You know, a lot of these retail stores are going to be really struggling if they haven't pivoted their business or they haven't been online. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting to see what the other side will look like. And I guess I'm just trying to anticipate 
from a you know a financial perspective to try and set my family up, family up business, and yeah, using the current skills that I currently have to be able to do that and the knowledge and yeah, a lot of it's just being applied back into learning as well. Look, that's an interesting point, mate. Um, I do a little bit of work at QFF as well on real-time monitoring, energy monitoring, and we're doing a project. It's basically aimed at real-time energy payments. Yep. So moving into the future, like this is what I believe myself, is everything is going to be pretty much automated. And they've said this is going to be it's a, 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 another industrial revolution of automation and, and real-time um, efficiency. So, yeah, look. Um, there's there's a fellow I'm working with. He's also looking at uh, real time um, wages. So basically, you've got an app on your phone that shows you how much money is coming in at any given second. Wow! Pays your bills in real time. So everything is is going towards this real time automation as well. So that's probably going to be one of the, the biggest changes going forward. Um, in terms of energy, everything's going to be pretty much automated. Or, you know, this is aimed at efficiency, basically. Um, they say we can, I think it's around about 8% efficiency rates. Um, Japan's reached one of the highest efficiency rates of 12 or 13%. Um, yeah, this is all aimed at trying to get that, you know, that population increase to the next level uh, while trying to reduce our resource use. So, um, and, and real-time uh, monitoring and, and automation is is that next step. Oh, yeah, definitely. It gets back to sort of halfway through a book um, called Atomic Habits. I'm not sure if you've read it. Um, James Clear, and he talks about, yeah, systems and processes. And I think, yeah, if you get a chance, man, I think you'll get a lot of value out of it. Um, just looks at scaling it back. But also, yeah, look at what are you, what has worked, what doesn't, you know, what are you wasting time on, what are your one percenters, and how can you, yeah, increase how can you be one percent better every single day over you know the next year you know compounded by 10 years you know and that a lot of the investment is into yourself and your learning and yeah upskilling yourself so yeah if you get a chance mate um i'd highly recommend trying to jump onto that podcast i'm not a great reader uh, i just get a little distracted but yeah podcasting uh, i think is another a way of connecting and being informed and Yes, there's so many so many tools out there. You know, there is Netflix, yep. but there's also some educational tools, and I highly yep. encourage people to connect and use this time the best they can, so that the other side of it, they're upskilled and they can then pivot or transition very quickly and get a job or you know further their career. I know the government has just looked at um, uh, slashing some of the university. Um, courses so people have that ability to um, do a, a diploma or some you know a small educational course at a reduced cost mm. um, yeah I think the government's just looked looked at um, rolling that out so um, I think that'll be something for people to jump on if they want to get get educated around something that they want to do yeah definitely I did see that on the news yesterday as well I think yeah it's higher education and then, again, in the world that I was, or well, some of the teachers want to have that opportunity to, you know, access that at a at a cheap cost as well. But, you know, they unfortunately need to go back to work um, as yep. per the, you know, the education ministers back on Monday. So they sort of miss out on that opportunity. But, yeah, if you're in that sort of, yeah, space where you're, you know, probably 18 to 22, even, and obviously, obviously older, but, yeah, there's an opportunity there to really access some really quality training for a significant reduction in cost. 
to further your yeah. career and your skill set. So, yeah, you'd be mad not to be looking into these types of things right now. Yeah, in terms of, this is a question for you, mate. Um, in terms of, um, like, say, if I wanted to educate people online myself, I'd have to write a curriculum, wouldn't I? So if, I, if we wanted to use these avenues to educate people in our fields, mm-hmm. we'd have to write a curriculum and be, um, was it have some sort of um, accreditation to be able to teach people or, or what's, what happens in that regard? Uh, yeah, not not exactly. Um, so in, in our world, like to have a formal certificate, it needs to be a, um, an accredited course. You can have not yep. an accredited course, uh, which is sure. possibly an avenue to look at. Um, and in, in in our world, like our certificate three in fitness, business, or sport and recreation is underpinned by a number of um, units within a training package. That's all the jargon yep. there. Um, but essentially, uh, there's other businesses out there. I know there's a business around social media marketing. Um, yep. that isn't an RTO, but they piggyback off RTOs, but they write a non-accredited course. The RTO then utilises that course within their training scope and they might utilise some of that information to be able to then deliver a particular course. So I know yep. there's, you look at all the big entrepreneurs out there, you know, you look at Grant Cardone, Cardone University, you know, they're probably non-accredited, you know, but they right. they just go through a series of blueprints. You know, you've got course one, you've got course two, you've got module one, module two. Um, and yep. even the power of Facebook, I'm not sure if you come across Facebook groups, you can actually set up a closed group and have different modules you can have. And this is where a lot of the business coaches, mind coaches, um, jump on and they say, okay, be a part of the network. You know, we'll, every week we'll have a live Q&A through Facebook Live or a Zoom Live yes. up here, a series of Q&A. And then, okay, at the end of that week, you've got to have module one completed. And you can actually see how many people have completed that. So you can upload a PDF, you can upload questions, you can upload absolutely anything in those uh, in those groups. Or you sure. can essentially build a website and then have, you know, you have a course and a series of modules built within. And yeah, it's probably not going to be accredited, um, but there's, you know, yeah. there's still so much value out of that. Um, so, so yeah, it's another avenue for a business. Yeah. So if a business wanted to get involved in that space and use the virtual world, it's definitely another avenue, isn't it, for, for them oh. to... Yeah. Absolutely, and you look at you look at a lot of the big businesses, and I've been doing a fair bit of reading um, just myself. Um, a, a book called "Sell Like Crazy." Um, Sabri Subi is a um, he's a probably the biggest digital marketing agency. Uh, agency is called King Kong. They're probably the biggest agency in Australia. Um, a lot of my information, a lot of my learning through that social media digital marketing channels has been through of um, mental. Um, uh, Gary Vernerchuk and Vayner Media, and you've probably seen his podcast, and you've probably seen his content sure. and, and YouTube. And there's a fair bit of it, um, but he's yeah, he's more localized. And yeah, there's there's so many businesses essentially only providing a lot of value and a lot of free content. And that could be like a free ebook, you know, that could be between five to eight, ten pages long, or even longer. You know, the opportunity to connect with people through webinars, seminars, and that's a face to face and virtual. Uh, you know, getting on a, a consultation, you know, having a 30-minute free consultation um, could lead into a connection. I think just got to get somewhere to get the foot in the door essentially and that's, yeah, providing yeah. those opportunities, those different outlets where they can reach out and that's something that you could potentially look at if, if not already, you know, with your farmers, you know, getting on a Zoom call for 15 to 30 minutes, you know, looking at the business and then looking at how we can provide some more efficiencies um, yeah, and some you know maybe some better operating systems within a business 
you know, and that and that, I see a massive bit, bit of a niche and uh, getting back to the area that I grew up in, in in Ipswich and a lot of those people, you look at any industry, it's, you know, it's generally the husband and the wife team, you know, essentially my parents were examples of that. Dad was the chippy and mum essentially did did the books, you know, dad did the quoting yeah. of, an, of an evening and he might, he'd land some jobs and then he'd get outpriced by some bigger guys or, you know, underpriced by some bigger guys essentially because um, you had all the stock and then, uh, yeah, and then they got to go out and, you know, perform the job and then, you know, support the family and oh, there's definitely little different ways and I think there's a bit of a need there and this is sort of where Ripen set in, into that sort of niche market where probably going to look to target small to micro business and look at ways to increase efficiencies and give the, the wife or the, you know, the husband some power to be able to um, come up with the social media marketing plan, use, utilising the various channels, um, you know, putting a bit of ad spending behind through Facebook ads, you know, making sure you've got a, just a, a functional website. It doesn't have to be crazy. Just, a, you know, essentially allows people to then reach out and make the initial contact and then you follow up yeah. with these types of things and, you know, as I said, seminars, webinars, free eBooks. You know, free pricing, free consultations. You know, before and after shots. So you're setting up your website, post that. Then you're looking at looking at coming up with sort of 45 second videos, sort of a walkthrough of what you've done. You know, start and finish, so people can actually see uh, what you've yeah. actually done. Because uh, a lot of it back in the old school traditional marketing was word of mouth and print, or you know, uh, on billboards and those types of things whereas this in australia alone there's like four billion people connected on or sorry in the world there's four billion people or so connected through facebook alone you know there's yeah. three billion google searches a day you know you want to be making sure that your business is in terms of seo ranking that you want to be in the center of the top two top three or four so that when people type in you know i use Ipswich for example um building builder construction Ipswich or build your home you want to be in that top three or four to do that you've you know you've got to have various channels working effectively so that you're sending your audience um, to websites or to social channels and that's essentially what I was trying I want to want to get in help businesses um, just look at uh, from a cost effective like it doesn't need to have massive outlay and massive you know time um, involved with it within it it's just there's little things little strategies there's so many third-party applications out there where you can post on one platform it goes every platform that you have as long as it's within the algorithm it's within the yep. requirements and you know that's that's doing probably more than what they've ever even thought of and that doesn't take a lot of time or effort and then you can go a little bit further on and you know you bring in a videographer does a quick little edit and you know you get uh, and that's where you've seen the real estate industry go um, in the last, you know, how, three to five years, you know, and now they're having to pivot to doing virtual tours, you know, because obviously people can't go and inspect homes. And I think there's coming in looking at that industry and coming on the other side. Well, when you when you're looking for a home, it's, if you're going to, you might go through realestate.com or Domain. You might pull out ten properties that you want to look at in various locations. Well, on a Saturday morning, well, there goes your, you know, you're probably driven in the car from eight till probably two, and you've cooked. You know, yep. whereas you could look at various videos online through various channels, do a home virtual tour, walk through, watch it two minutes, three minutes long, and then you're moving on to the next one. And then from that, you've built your short list and you go, okay, I really want to check out these three properties. I've saved myself three hours in the day. I've spent more time sure. with your kids. The wife's happy. We're not, you know, the dogs are happy. You know, life's, life's a lot more happier. So, 
I think, yeah, that's just the way businesses are pivoting. Yeah, look, um, you raised interesting points there. Um, With my business, I've been chatting to one fellow and we want to look at um, putting cameras in and networking community spaces that grow food for drone delivery. Yeah. Because I think moving forward, and they've had trials in Logan already, um, drone delivery could could become a big thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. In a, most likely it will happen into the future. But if you can provide that um, insight with cameras um, you know, and network all the gardens around that are growing food, you're going to increase resilience. You know, people will see how the food's grown. When it's picked, it's picked straight off the tree. Yeah. Um, so you've got that connection. Like people want to. Be, they're going back to connection with their food. Absolutely. So provo- providing that insight, um, yeah, it's great. And you know, businesses are, are doing that at the moment, like realestate.com. Yeah, and look their- at like another businesses, and this is I haven't seen it myself just yet. Um, Australia Zoo. Well, tourism tourists aren't going to the sites, but now they're putting in live cameras, and you can. I'm yeah. pretty sure I haven't. I need to probably look into it, but I'm pretty sure you can see say a tiger in its element without any humans, without any handlers, and you can just see what it gets up to on a day-to-day. So you're still allowing people to connect with that particular yep. business or that audience just from a diff- from different context. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's forcing us to pivot very quickly and be adaptable. So that, you know, that example you mentioned there, I think connection is powerful. Without that connection, you don't have that buy into that product. So I think that's really important. I think because we've had so much information, we're sort of abundance at the moment, we still like to have that connection. If we have a positive relationship with any product, well, then we're going to go back to that product. You know, I went to the bakery this morning and a local bakery was, I tried a different bakery yesterday and the pie wasn't probably up to my standard. So I've already had that, you know, they recognize me, you know, say, oh, what are you after today, sir? And, you know, I'll get my usual thanks and, uh, you know, so they're starting to build that connection, whereas I'm sort of, you know, I've warmed to that particular bakery and, you know, there's my yep. pie if I'm chasing steak, that Steak, bacon pie. and cheese, mate? Or? Uh, just the steak, the plain steak, no steak. sauce. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, geez. pretty simple guy. Come on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think, I think that, yeah, that's powerful in the fact that, yeah, connection, that'll be, yeah, different in that world and that's sort of, yeah, pivoting that particular industry to look at ways to be innovative Look at um, yeah, drone. I think I'm sure there's drone, you know, capabilities and technology where you look at different crops and how they're producing on a yearly scale. You've got Google Earth. You can see different time frames and obviously factoring oh, yeah. in different things as well. Droughts, floods, different times, <laughs> rainfall periods. Uh, there's so much we've information. Pretty much got everything covered, mate. In in drones, we've, well, satellite and drone technology. We we pretty much can you know, we can see pretty much everything. Put it, put it that way. Yeah, like what's going on in the soil, um, vegetative growth, um, you know, water evaporation, weather. It's it's all it's all captured. So yeah, it is, it's a pretty amazing technology. Yeah, and what do you plan to use with that technology to inform people, to educate people? Or uh, look, I don't necessarily use it myself. Um, I can gain access to um, some of the. Uh, programs i guess and and that's yeah more, that it is education so you can show what's going on in the soil and and what's going on in the crop at a particular time so it is education based yep. mm, definitely yeah awesome mate yeah this has been fun it's been good to good to connect yeah. 
Good chat. For sure, man. I might just stop the recording.